Jesus' name. Uh, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that you can heal us in every way, spiritually, physically, mentally. Lord, we're looking for deliverance, and we want the Holy Spirit to show up today and show out and bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, God rewards, restores, and renews. That's what we're going to talk about today. Amen. So it's Revelation 22. If you'll turn there. Hallelujah. Hold that and go to Hebrews 11. Sorry about that. We'll go, then we'll go to Revelation. Hebrews 11. Verse 6. And this is, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. Amen. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. For he who comes to God must believe. So he that comes to God must believe. When you go to God with a request, you've got to believe. Amen. you got to believe that he hears you. Amen. And you've got to believe also that he heard you and that he's going to do what you asked him to do. Are y'all here today? Amen. It's mighty quiet in this Presbyterian church. But you have to believe when you go to him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so I want to talk about that rewarder thing. When you are diligent, God rewards you. Amen. According to Hebrew 11:6, if you believe that he is the most high God, that he is your God and he loves you and he called you before the very foundations of the earth and you made your request known unto him, then he will reward you. Amen. So God will reward you because you acknowledge him as your father. If you acknowledge him as your provider, it's like this. If you trust in your job, you're not trusting in God as your provider. You have to trust God that if that job fails, you'll be okay. He'll find, he'll open up another door. Amen. You can't put your faith and your hope in something tangible. And this is where God is trying to get every believer to move from unbelief to belief belief in him you know a lot of people say my job blesses me but god blessed you with the job and then when the devil come up in your head remember the offering we was talking about your mind and your mind will throw things at you well you went through a lot to get this job god god made it possible he opens doors that no man can open and he closed doors that no man can close so God will reward you when you acknowledge him as your father. Sometimes all God is looking for is for us to get our faith out of our jobs, get our faith out of man, get our faith out of the natural and how things look. Are y'all here today? 
and put them over into the supernatural realm where he is amen he's your father he loves you and look at it like this a father would not turn his back on his child he just won't do that because he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him he's a rewarder when you diligently seek god you hunger after him you seek to obey him even when you mess up you say i'm mad doggone i messed up you feel bad about messing up even if you're gonna do it again the next day you repent you ever felt like here i am again amen (laughs) but you endeavor to do better amen You try to do better. You desire to do better because you want to please the Father in heaven that called you before the very foundations of the earth. Amen. So God is a rewarder of him that diligently seeks him. You know, even when you mess up, even when the going is tough, even when you're angry and hurt, you still say, but God. Even sometimes we get angry at God because we don't know who else to. We can't point to nobody else. So we get mad at him. And then when we come to our senses, we say, God, I'm sorry. How dare I blame you for anything when you blew the breath of air or the breath of life into me? I like how Pastor Barb has been preaching about how he quickened us. Amen. Every morning when we get up, because I always would say it like this. He blew the breath of life into me and woke me up, but he, I never thought he quickened me. And when that word quickens, it's like he, it's the same power that he quickened Jesus and he rose out of that grave. That, that's a lot of power. And so you think about it, what do we do with that power? We let it lay dormant because then we back down because we don't realize or acknowledge or understand how powerful we are because of what god has done for us so he quickens our mortal body and that means he shoots power like electricity on the inside of us just to wake us up in the morning amen so we can do the things that we do amen but that's who we owe uh homage to not our jobs because if he didn't quicken us they'd be on the phone saying okay she won't be in the day deceased bye you know if he didn't quicken our mortal bodies. But God is a rewarder of him that diligently seeks because he loves us. Because of our relationship with him. Amen. And your good work. We have to believe that God is, is a rewarder. This is why. And this is what the Lord was showing me. It's nothing big. If you are doing what you know is right, as best you know how. You have to expect God to bless you for it. Amen. Amen. The reason we don't get blessed as much is because we don't think that God is a rewarder. And he is. He's a rewarder because he loves us. And so back in the day when I was learning how to have faith for for money and to pay my bills and food, I would just stand in the house and say, God, where you at? Because you told me that you love me, I'm your child. And I actually would stand around and look for him and say, where are you at? I say, these kids, they like to eat. I have bills. And I had one in college and one going in. I didn't have, I had one visa card. And I said, where are you at? And he show up every time. Every time. 
Did it look like we were struggling over there, Mima? We never know. We were because we were we were living a life. Amen. Because God always came. He always came. Amen. Always came. Never let us down. Amen. So I expected him, I guess just out of blind faith, I expected him to help me because I needed help. And I wasn't so much reliant. See, this is the thing. You got to take your, your own self, this self-power. Got to take that out. And you got to trust that you can't do this. And so I said, where is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? You know, come. I need you to come. And, and see, God, he, he knows what's on the inside of your heart. I didn't have a plan B. Amen. Well, I had one, but y'all don't want to know what it was. <laughs> but, you know, I, I couldn't go there. So I relinquished all the plan Bs, and I said, I need you to help me because I have to pay bills. Amen. And God came every time. He taught me how to trust him. Amen. Because of relationship. Relationship with the Father. And because of obedience, did I do everything right? No, I didn't. But did I try? Yes, I did. I tried as best I knew how. But he is a rewarder. You have to believe he's a rewarder to get the reward. Amen. you got to believe that he's a rewarder. That word reward means recompense. Recompense for service. So if you haven't been doing anything for God, that's why I always encourage people, sow some seed. Sow some kind of seed and keep sowing and keep sowing. Because if there's no sowing, there's no recompense. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. Recompense for service. It also means a divine reward or return. It also means pay or due and just payment for for the moral quality of actions. So that's why I always tell people, go do something for God. I didn't I didn't have any money. And so I I helped people as best I could. I fed them, and I went and helped them do whatever projects they were doing. Still do it. And because if I didn't do that, I think I would just get bored with life, amen, and raise two grandchildren, amen. And so that's what you do. And everybody, that's why everybody has seed to sow. Everybody just don't sow them, amen. And so no seed, no, no recompense. Now, Revelations 22, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelations 22, verse 12. It says, Behold, I am coming soon, and I, sh- I shall bring my wages and rewards with me to repay and render to each one just what what his own actions and his own work merit amen let's read it in the king james it says and behold and this is the voice of jesus i come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be i am alpha and omega the beginning and the end the first and the last amen and then 14 says blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right of the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Amen. 
And so God is, is here. He is coming quickly with reward. But he is coming with reward here on earth, not in the sweet by and by. See, that's what everybody thinks. That's what people get angry. Well, I want mine now. Well, he gonna, he's talking about now. He's going to come now. He, he got you. He knows where you are, and he wants to accommodate you. But he, notice he keeps talking about your works and your good act, the actions, you know, the prayer service that you've given people, you know, and not trying to demeanor and this kind of thing and take away from, and you know, but good works, and they're being blessed. He's a rewarder. Let's go to Galatians 6. Hallelujah. It's always good to sow seed and don't quit sowing. Amen. Verse 9. It said, and let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we don't faint. So if you sow good seed, all you got to do is keep doing what you do. Amen. Now this is what I believe you get your tiredest. But right when you see the, the finish line, you know those. Think about the runners. They barely making it. You know, and they've handed them water. All the runners, they get the same treatment. They've been handed water. They've been handed towels to drive. You know, the people on the sidelines, they um, pamper the, the people because they want to cheer them on and encourage them to finish. But you notice some people sweat more than others. Some people are limping more than others. Some people crawl. You know, and then there's this runner that sprint across. Amen. The one that's full of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. The one that's not worn down by negativity, listening to wrong stuff, you know, and, and, you know, you got to keep your head and your mind and your heart pure because all of those things are weights. And the, the runner with the least weight sprint across the finish line. They're not so tempted to quit when the season is, is due. Amen. And so you have to keep sprinting, amen, hallelujah, by eating a balanced diet. And that includes the word of God every day. Don't faint. Due season is here. You'll reap if you don't faint. So God has a due season for every good work, amen, hallelujah. You don't want him to pay you for the bad stuff you did, do you? Amen. You have to believe that God gives a, 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 deuce, a just reward. You have to believe in the reward system. You have to believe in restoration and renewal. If you don't believe it, you'll miss it. Don't miss it. God repays us for acting nobly and doing what's right. Amen. If you don't loosen and relax, that means if you don't faint and quit. Amen. Stay of good courage and don't faint. You're at the finish line. So drag across. Some of you will drag and some of you will sprint. I'm sprinting across. You know why? Because I made up my mind I ain't going to drag across. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to sprint across the finish line. Amen. Despite of the devil trying to hold me back and doing all these things, you know. Because God repays us for acting nobly. God wants us to be mindful 
to be a blessing to all men. Just treat people right. You, you'd be surprised how much, you know, check marks you get for that. Treat people right. Do, do, treat people how you want them to treat you. Amen. And don't loosen and relax. Stay mindful of people. Amen. And it says, and I think it says somewhere, it says, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh-huh. Amen. Supposed to treat us like what we are, royalty. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know what's, what, where that is. But you are supposed to, especially, some Christians treat sinners better than their own Christian brothers. I've seen them do it. Because, see, they know they got to bow. You know, their foot almost slip. <laughs> but you have to treat God's people. See, the way you treat God's people is the way you treat God. And it's just the way it is. Because we're his representatives. You disrespect them, then you disrespect the people to carry his anointing. You disrespect them, you disrespecting God. And he takes that as a slap in the face. Because I know because he goes and he fights for his people. And we don't even, ain't nobody sitting praying up on nobody. We won't have to. All you got to do is live right and God will defend you. Amen. Treat people the best you know how. And, and we all know how we want to be treated. See, we all know how we want to be treated. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well. <laughs> but just be mindful and bless all men. Hallelujah. And God will reward your good work. He, he also rewards your obedience. Amen. But we have to believe and expect God to reward us. Many of us never receive our promises because we simply do not believe it. And God is a rewarder. And he will restore and bless us for our obedience. And you know another thing that God blesses for your expectation. Amen. If you're crazy enough to believe God is going to bless you and you've been acting all crazy... He'll bless you. Amen. Because <laughs> that's faith. He respects faith. Amen. He'll, he'll reward us for diligence. If you keep on and keep on and keep on, as Joyce Meyer said, keep it on and keep it up and keep it up and keep it up. Keep it up and keep it up and keep Do you get tired and you want to quit? Yeah, but you keep it up and keep it up and keep it up and keep it up. And stay true to God. Amen. He's a rewarder of all things lost. Amen. We have to believe that he renews our strength and he he takes care of lost time. And that's in Joel 2. Let's go there. Hallelujah. So really all is not really lost because God restores time that we lost with shenanigans. Time that we lost being angry. You know, we've all done that. But God will restore that back to us. Amen. In Joel 2. I think it's 20, is it 25? Hallelujah. And it says, And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And he's talking to Israel. He says, And you, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you. 
and my people shall never be ashamed. See, if you're telling people and you're still proclaiming what God is going to do, he's going to do it. Don't be ashamed. He, he said he won't put you to shame. That's, it's like if you're, if you're declaring one thing, God won't come up with something else. He's going to, if you're declaring what he promised, he's going to make your promise come to pass because everybody don't believe it. Because they've been sitting up with their time, their their time piece, writing it down. They got the date you got in trouble. And and look how how long it's been, like you don't know. But God won't put you to shame. You keep standing. He'll he'll bring it to pass. Amen. Because, oh, and the world don't do nothing but watch God's people. And then pretty soon they say, don't you want a husband? Don't you don't don't they say it? Don't you would don't don't y'all women want a husband? And then they come out with the Jezebel theory. Amen. It's too much. The world. Amen. But God says He'll restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. Amen. A twofold recompense. A twofold. Amen. In other words, He'll make amends to you. For a lost or harm suffered. So if you've been hurt, you know, and I like to give this scripture to women that have been raped. Amen. He says he'll make amends to you for lost or harm suffered. Amen. It's Joel 2.25. To, to compensate or to repay or to reimburse. And it's also a form of restitution. Amen. He will give you restitution for what you suffered. God knows how to do it. You know how you, you see these people and they sue the, the city for millions of dollars. But that still doesn't satisfy your loss. But God can satisfy your loss. He's the only one that can give you restitution, true restitution. Although he'll make people give you a financial uh, restitution. But he's the only one that can really make it right. Amen. He, he'll compensate you. Amen. Hallelujah. And that word compensate means to render for damage incurred. Payment for being victimized. Amen. Compensation. God does all of that stuff. Amen. He's got the highest court. And his verdict, is all, it always comes in with something for the believer. Amen. You know, God never, uh, what's that word when you... They say guilty or not guilty when they when they say it, not render a verdict. He never renders a guilty verdict to us. Never. He never does. He says not guilty. Amen. He says not guilty every time because Jesus has already paid the price for you to be not guilty. Amen. Hallelujah. And so you receive it. I've had people say, well, I'm, I did it. And, I, and, and you know. And my wife or my husband said I ought to go to jail. And I said, well, what do you think? What do you do? Well, I'm guilty. I said, well, did you repent? Yeah. I said, well, Jesus said not guilty because he went to that cross for what you did. Amen. It's the hardest thing to get religion in people's head to receive forgiveness from God. Hardest thing. And then, well, they they gave me six months. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I told you. I was looking at seven years. So some people need to forgive themselves. Amen. And still look for that restitution because God will give it to you. Hallelujah. 
He'll, he'll give it to you. Isaiah 40, verse 10. Amen. God fights for his people. He's a mighty, terrible one in, in some scriptures. That's how Jesus is described. It's because he's a mighty warrior. He's a fighter. Amen. He's your defense. It's a bad thing for people to mess with a true Christian. Everybody go to church ain't Christian. Just going to tell you. Amen. But the ones that's real, and you know it, you know who they are because uh, unbelievers know it when they're around them. Because they don't want to be around you. Amen. Isaiah 40.10 says, Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. And he shall feed his flock like a shepherd, and he shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom. And shall gently lead those who are with young, who have measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and metered out heaven with the span. And, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scale and the hills in a balance. Or who will? It says, who have di- directed the spirit of the Lord or, or being his counselor have taught him? Let's, let's go to the Amplified. I want to get a, a clear understanding of that. Verse 10. And it says, Behold, the Lord God will come with might, and his arm will rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. See, there's that word recompense. Amen. Hallelujah. So God will pay you back for whatever you have suffered. You know how some people just can't get over what's happened to them? God will pay you back. He'll help you. I don't know how many of you saw what I saw a part of that that new movie made in Cleveland of the three girls that we prayed for to get released. And they're just so full of hurt, you know, because, and that's such an ordeal. I, I, I know I was saying, Lord, how did they get through this? And he said, I was with them. Amen. And then one of the somebody called my house and said one of the girls had said in the first interview when they got them out of that house in the first interview she said God was with us. And it's good to be able to see God in such a horrible situation. But that man, you know, if you look at the movie and they say the movie is really close to what happened, he wanted to kill them every day. Every day he wanted to kill them. He went and got the gun. Just He wanted to kill him, but God wouldn't let him. Because he knew one day there would be enough people praying for them that they would get out of there. Amen. Don't ever give up on prayer. And don't ever look at things and say, where is God? He's the one that sustains that man that after three or four days of being that earthquake, they pulled him out. God was with him. Amen. Somebody was praying for him. So don't ever think that prayer is not working prayer works amen i thank god for people who pray and i honor them and i respect them for what they do amen god and she was able to say it and i said well if she can look at that with the torture that she he had they he had chains around their necks chains around their ankles it was just horrible and i said if they can look and still see god i can too amen 
she said God was with us. He was, he was insane. He was just insane. Amen. So God didn't bring, and we probably don't know everything. Some things they probably wouldn't allow in that movie. Amen. So God didn't bring you all this way to leave you now. So don't give up. Nobody give up on what you believe in. If God told you he's going to do something, he told you he's going to heal you, hold on to that. Amen. I mean, take the medicine, but don't put your faith in the doctors because they're mere man. But put your faith, that woman with the issue, see, that's in there for them kind of people. Amen. You know, she spent all her money. And the doctors, when she ran out of money, they were done because they knew they didn't have a cure for her. But when she heard about Jesus, that's why we have to have ears to hear. (laughs) Hallelujah. She heard about Jesus. And she thought about it. See, her faith, even though, and see, that just goes to show you, no matter what you go through, no matter if you go to ten doctors, you know how the devil will come in and say, well, you done been to all them doctors. God ain't going to do nothing for you now. Yes, he will. Amen. He helped her 12 years. She went to doctors. Amen. Yes, he will. And she didn't have any more money. Amen. And he will help you. Amen. Hallelujah. And her, her money was gone. And she couldn't do anything. And she heard about Jesus. And she heard about where he was going to be preaching to the masses. And she said, if I can just touch a little string hanging off of his clothes, I'll be made whole. Amen. And see, her faith opened the door for her healing. You know, she said, if I could just touch, and she was made whole. Amen. And that's God rewarding faith. He rewards a lot of things. Amen. Rewarding her faith. Hallelujah. If I can just touch. If we can just have ears to hear. And see, the, de- the doctors, you can't go by and say, okay, the doctor said this, but who are you? Who is your God? Who, who, who holds your final what's that word when you have confidence who holds the final confidence that you have that's in your heart where's that final confidence amen although yeah you know because you know i I was (laughs) well anyway i won't say who but okay it was my husband and he was he said he told me he said well god because i was asking him why was he going to the hospital taking all of these tests i said nothing's wrong with you well god made the doctors i want to just slap him god made the doctors yeah we know that i said but they're not god i said you have to you know one opinion has to supersede the other if you if you hold you know the doctors in such high esteem and you're just doing all this stuff because you got good insurance that's one thing i said but who are you believing in and then you know he thought about he said well you know that makes sense Yeah, it does make sense. Amen. You just have to make up your mind. Ultimately, you have to make up your mind who you are going to believe. Because, you know, the doctors, sometimes they don't get it right. Amen. You can go that route and there's nothing wrong with it. But ultimately, you got to know and understand that God holds a higher place. 
and he has all power he didn't give part of it to them he they have power as much as they understand and know amen but god has the ultimate power because the bible says that jesus is the great physician amen he's not a practicing physician he's a great physician amen he has the final say hallelujah i'm telling you it's just been so many people that we've been praying for and they've been getting their answer god has been showing up i'm shocked god's been showing up and showing out i'm just so thankful to him amen Ooh, jesus he's the answer amen let's go to proverbs 3 hallelujah the great physician proverbs 3 verse 5 you know and this is so important yeah you heard it before but do you do it it says to lean on see i heard you lean on and trust in and be confident in the lord with all your heart and mind See, you got to get your mind out of doubt because, see, you can know the word and you can be trusting in God. And here comes this doubt in your brain, in your mind that says it ain't going to never happen or it's going to be negative. I mean, I mean positive that that test results going to be positive or God's not going to do it because you did this. The devil like to keep you under condemnation. But see, that's when you agree with your adversary. Yeah, I did that. And I wasn't right. And I repented, and God's going to do it in spite of my sin. He's going to do it anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. But you have to be repenting in your heart. Amen. And you, you have, the devil's going to always bring that doubt. He, he, God's not going to do that because you, you, you cussed the other day. It's not good, but it's cussers up in heaven. They got delivered and they quit started living for god and they changed amen hallelujah lean on trust in and be confident in the lord with all your heart and mind and do not rely on your own insight or understanding this this will not get you healed in fact it will get you not healed i'm telling you seeing a lot of them go with that trying to understand haven't we and trying to, to argue you down. And that's what that's called religion. Because they have to understand. It's like this. When I, I come from a religious background. I was religious. But when I started to understand. Well, this is what. When I understood. I started to understand. That I didn't have to understand. Amen. That's when I start making headway. You don't have to sit up and figure this thing out. You can't, you can't figure out the gospel with your mind. You know, you can't do it. The Pharisees couldn't do it. Sadducees couldn't do it. The disciples couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. There's been many people trying to figure out the gospel. You will never figure the gospel out. It's discerned, spiritually discerned. Amen. It's got to come from God to you. And it's revealed. Amen. It's just like somebody have a, you know how in museums they have statues before the, the open, the revealing of the statue before they, they cover it up with these cloths. And then when the reveal, they, the reveal, they snatch that cloth off and there it is. You know. And so it's just like God, when he reveals something to you, he snatches this 
this the curtain he snapped and the darkness is gone and boom there it is and it's revealed it's re- things are revealed darkness fades and the light comes amen and people are they start to see where they couldn't see amen you can't see through a cloth or veil can't see through a veil but when that veil is removed and see when you're trying to understand with your head you're trying to see through a veil amen well y'all get it amen you can't do it you can't figure god out and you can't put god in your container and pull him out when you want to he don't work like that god is in your heart amen he's in your heart and he's revealed as you need him or as you see it's like as you have a relationship with him and fellowship with him your heart oh weaken a little bit more a little bit more and then you say dang what was that you know it was god revealing himself to you because you love him okay a little bit more you know some people say am i getting soft or what you know <laughs> But you're getting strengthened with spiritual muscle, amen, but softened in your heart because the, the anger and the harshness leaves and God, because God is revealing more of, himself, more of himself to you. That's how he's revealed, amen. You can't understand it, but stop trying to understand. Stop asking God why. When you say why, you're trying to understand. Well, that didn't go over well. But that's the truth. Amen. You're trying to understand. Quit asking him why. Amen. Because see, why is not important. And truth. And another thing, too, as you walk with God, he reveals why. It just ain't time for you. You know why he don't tell you why? Because you won't catch it. If he throw it, you won't catch it. Because you're not in a place to receive it. He knows when it's time for you. And then when you're sitting up thinking about, I don't know, potato chips, and I'm using myself. You know, sometimes I indulge, sometimes I don't. Or thinking about anything, boom, that revelation will come. And you ain't even thinking about it. You're not asking God no more. And you're sitting up minding your own business preferably in the word meditating on a scripture amen enjoying the sun and then boom he he that curtain comes down light comes in and you say that's what it was all you know i understand that see he reveals things in his timing because he understands what's going on in this meat grinder of ours amen and you just can't trust it. You can't trust your thoughts. Now, when you're uh, on your job, you trust your training and your instincts. But in natural life, after your eight hours, and you still need God's wisdom to do that. But you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you depend on your natural instincts. And then there's a time where God has got to give you an answer. Because you can't get it anywhere else. You've got to have God. And he will reveal himself. Amen. He knows who to reveal. See, that woman with the issue, she was sick 12 years. She went back and forth to the doctor. What, you know, God, Jesus didn't hold her that against her because she did that. But when she ran out of money, then she, she got it. Jesus, that man that goes around doing good, if I could just find out where he is. Then she started following. See, she followed after another God 
the real one this time. Amen. She started to follow after the real physician. Amen. Because she didn't have, all the doors were shut. Let's just put it like that. There were no more open doors. No more opportunity for her. And she, and that's a good thing. It's the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> you know when God says, bam, enough is enough. Worst feeling in the world. Because you don't have anywhere else to run. But it's the best thing that could ever happen to you. Because God is now ready to fix your situation. Amen. Hallelujah. And you and you say, all of this time, the first thing comes, then we go wandering again. Well, I wonder, could I have done this five years ago? Well, you didn't. So don't go there. Because, see, God will give you a twofold recompense for the time you wasted, even if you did waste time. God will still give it back to you. That's the kind of God we serve. Amen. He'll restore to you the years that the locust, canker worm, parma worm has taken and stolen and that's the devil stealing your time yeah he'll give that back to you because he's that kind of god amen he's a good god he is not a, a god that punishes everybody think, see people we think that because we want to do what we want to do we don't want to listen to god and we uh, but yeah you know, I, I, I go to church that don't mean nothing don't mean nothing you still in pride Amen. And pride comes before the fall. Then when you fall, then you, we're ready to listen to God. It's kind of, it's sort of, sort of, kind of how the woman with the issue got to God. She kind of failed because all her plans fell, you know. Her bank account co- failed. It collided. Amen. And then when that was dry, she got the real physician. Hallelujah. Mm. Man. Amen. Recognize and acknowledge that God acknowledge God so that he will make straight his plans and his path for you so in other words if you recognize God he'll make your plan and path straight you know how we sit up and we want to pray God where am I going what am I doing I want to know it you don't want to know you can't handle it right now but if you recognize him trust him and and start to you know talk to him see it's like this i talked to god i started out when i came out of the religious church i started coming out reading my bible and i i looked at him as god almighty i never knew that he could be my friend and so when i i started feeling more comfortable and i started reading more see before when i was in church i only read it on sundays just like y'all a lot of times <laughs> so, so I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, was baptized with fire, and then I started praying. He got a little closer, got a little closer, kept reading my Bible, and the pages start boom, leaping off, and it became more real. See, that's why people don't believe in God, because the Word, they don't read the Word. The Word makes it real, makes Him real. My relationship got closer and closer, and then I started talking to Him as a father. Amen. And then as a husband. And then as a friend. Amen. My goodness. And the Holy Spirit was in there just, you know, helping me and speaking to me and making me feel better about and giving me hope that I had a future. Amen. That this this is temporary. It won't be like this all the time. And then, and another thing, and I think this is real important. I didn't have to make my own plans. You know how sometimes you feel like I don't have nobody and I got to make my own plans or nothing. God will make your plans. You know, those are the kind of people he likes. 
Amen. Because he'll map out his his plan and his purpose. He does that to people that's got time to listen. Amen. Not people that's busy, busy, busy all the time, but people who have time to listen. And he'll start to map out uh, his purpose, his plans, what he wants you to do, where he wants you to go. He used to send me to the market every day. That was what his plan was for me. And I'm like, and I finally, I went and my daughter worked at the market. Bridget thought I was um, spying on her. And I thought I was too. I didn't know why I was going up there. And then finally I, I would look at people and they, and some would say, say something too. And I said, what to say? God said, just say something. And I would go to open my mouth and, and just pushing that cart, trying to run me down. And it took me a while to realize I had the anointing on my life. And, and that's where I hung at the market. And God used me. And I finally started opening up my mouth. And every time I would open, I knew God wanted you to say something to me. You know. And I would say, you know, whatever God. And, and she said, yeah, I knew God told me to say That's why she was trying to knock me down with that cart. Because people are afraid. They don't know God as a friend and as a father. Amen. But he is the, the best father you could ever have. He don't whip you. <laughs> He's the best father. Amen. He talks to you. And he speaks to you in visions and dreams. And sometimes, and and I'm just going to say, don't depend on visions and dreams, please. Amen. Just don't do it. Because sometimes the devil is crafty, and he's always trying to get in there and try to make you think. See, you got to have a judger. And you pray that God will give you that discernment, that judger that sits and it judges it. You can judge your dreams. You can judge prophecy. You can judge everything that comes, the the discerned people, who's good for you and who's not. Amen. That that thing don't usually work well with people. But, (laughs) you know, because, see, what we don't want, we don't ask for because we're afraid of the answer. Amen. But God will give all of this stuff to you. He, Honey, he gives things according to the counsel of his own will. You know, he does what he wants to do, what's best for his child. Amen. People are not getting away with anything not serving God. Amen. So the uncompromising righteous, those that don't compromise, are delivered out of trouble. And the wicked gets into it instead that's proverbs 11 8 why don't you turn there so we can read it together i don't like these people that don't preaching without a bible well you know it's spiritually god gives it to me gave you nothing told you to open that bible i don't care who it is and that's how the church is so screwed up now listening to man's opinion Everybody has one. Amen. Proverbs uh, 11, verse 8. It says, The righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked cometh in his stead, in his steed. Okay, let me do the amplified. The uncompromising righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked gets into it instead. With his mouth, the godless man destroys his neighbor. Always lying on people. Not good. 
but through knowledge and, and superior discernment shall the righteous be delivered. Amen. And when it goes well with the uncompromising righteous, the city rejoice. But when the wicked perish, hallelujah, when the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God delivered. Listen, God is going to come for his people. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how small you are. I don't care if you got a job. If you don't, I don't care what you have or have not. God is with you. All you got to do is trust that. Amen. And when you mess up, repent. My goodness, don't hold it. Repent. When people do things that you don't like, forgive them. Just like you want to be forgiven when you mess with them. And forgive people. And stop accusing people of everything all the time. It's just ridiculous. You know, because God's got earthquakes. That earthquake in Nepal. And, you know, and I knew people there. Amen. And there's a lot of um, missionaries that go up to Nepal all the time and go for years up there and do great works for God. And so, you know, those people were buried alive, some of them. And I'm telling you, there's so much for us to do rather than to beat up on each other. My goodness, ridiculous. You know, small world, small mind, small world. And so, you know, we need to get to the business at hand. You know, there's so so much to pray for. These missing children, it's just ridiculous. Every time I, I'm on Facebook, I see somebody's kid is missing. But I know one thing, God is bringing them back. He's bringing them back left and right more than ever before. Amen. So we need to keep praying. It's a lot of work, good work. And see, then God's a rewarder of those that do good works. Amen. That's what we've been saying here. So God is a, re, a restorer and a rewarder to the uncompromising righteous when he's touched how do i how do i get to god will you touch him through prayer through intercession you know you can touch god through meditation just meditating on him basking in him and just cutting off that don't mean with the tv in the background turning everything off and just get a scripture you know it's like well i read two-thirds of the bible what did it do for you you can touch god with one scripture Amen. In your heart. That's how I found him. Amen. See, we're not talking about religion. We're talking about touching him with your heart. A pure heart touches God. And when we touch him, he touches back. Amen. When we touch him, he touches us back. Hallelujah. That's how you find him. Amen. Um, If you write down Mark 5.21. And it's the story of, uh, let's see, is that the story of the woman with the issue? Well, yeah, go there because there's another story in there that I wanted to, Jairus' daughter, Mark 5. Did she say Mark 5? (laughs) Verse 21. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to read out of the King James first. Mark 5:21 it says, "And when Jesus was passed over again by by ship 
unto the other side this is right after he was going to the other side remember he promised the disciples to let's go get in and go to the other side and there was a great storm well this was after that it says um and he was nigh unto the sea and behold there cometh one of the rulers of the sinner god jairus by name and when he saw him he fell at his feet jairus fell at the feet of jesus and besought him greatly saying my daughter lieth at the point of death i pray thee come and lay hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live now what did we just read right there we read that this man this this captain of the whatever he was went to jesus and said come that my daughter may live he didn't say i heard you're a healer can you help me because that's got too many question marks he came with a specific thing request and he was definitely sure that jesus could help her that's the difference those kind of people that's why he got what he asked for because when he went to jesus he expected his daughter to be healed he expected that's the difference all of these stories the woman with the issue he's gonna run into her after he after jairus is talking to him and she expected she said if i could just touch doubt and unbelief don't get nothing that's the difference these people in these stories they have faith amen didn't mean that they were perfectly had faith this woman spent all her money don't forget amen you know they did a lot of wrong stuff amen god don't stop at wrong stuff thank god amen if he did we all be in a pickle amen the important thing is repentance that's what people want to jump over that that's not good so that's number two are you expecting with your faith number two did you repent because you can't get nothing not repenting well i don't want to repent because i don't want to stop well you ain't gonna get nothing amen you got to stop for at least six weeks to get a healing <laughs> gotta stop sometime get a healing up in there there's something you know what i'm saying hallelujah where was i and behold there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue that's verse 22 verse 23 and besought him greatly saying my daughter my little daughter lieth at the point of death i pray thee come and lay thy hands he's already see this man already know if jesus lay his hands on his daughter she's going to be healed that's the difference in him and some of us not all of us but some of us he already knows that this man jesus has enough power in his hands to raise up his daughter amen hallelujah that she may be healed and she can live he says she can live if you come and lay hands verse 24 and jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him so there was a crowd see the anointing people gonna follow the anointing hate it but they want some of it amen hallelujah and jesus went to him much people followed and thronged and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and that many things suffered many things she probably didn't have surgery after surgery radiation chemo they lied she's still sick that's the many things amen hallelujah amen hallelujah 
And so it says in verse 27, and when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press, you know, in all of the thronging and the pushing and all of these crowds of people and behind and, and she touched his garment. It says in one, one thing, it says she crawled, you know, and she touched a string that was hanging from his garment because it was power in his strings. Amen. Hallelujah. And when she had heard of Jesus, came to the press, 28, for she said, if I may just touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. Now, there's the secret right there. She already knew that if she touched him, she was going to be made whole. But we scared to know. I don't know. I might not say that. It might not happen. Well, God won't put you to shame. So say it. What do you have to lose? Amen. He said, I won't put you to shame. See, that's why he says that, to make you say it, because he knows you're scared. Because if you put it out there, you're scared. He won't do it. you got to have that faith on the inside of your heart that I'm going to put this out. This is what I'm putting that out there. And if God don't do it, then it's on him. Amen. And see, God, he don't run from, he don't back down from any fights. Amen. And so... She put it out there. If I can, if I can just touch his his garment, I'll be made whole. She already knew he had the power to do it. Amen. See, sometimes we think either he can't do it or he won't do it. Both of those options are wrong. He can and he will. Hallelujah. Amen. And so you build him up. You know, you know how you're healing. You know all he got to do is touch you and make you whole. And see, she knew it, and that man with the sick little girl knew it. Because he said, if you could just come and touch her, she will live. Hallelujah. Where am I at? Verse 27 or verse 26. And she has suffered many things of many physicians and grew rather worse. 27, when she had heard of Jesus, came to the press behind 28 for she said if i may touch his clothes i'll be made whole and straightway that word straightway means immediately right then amen the fountain of her blood was dried up immediately like that she was dry now why did it happen to her so quick because she already knew he would do it and could would and could not maybe he might not and if he would and he could and he did amen you know why because she judged him faithful she judged him faithful amen and that's the difference and then it says and jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out in other words the healing power he felt a little drained you know you can feel when the anointing gold comes in goes out he turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Who touched me? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging around you. They is looking like, talking about who touched me. It's like all these people around here, you go ask a crazy question. Like That's what they were saying. But see, see that you know why they said that? Carnal thinking. Carnal mentality. They're looking in the natural. Well, all these people, somebody touched you, I'm sure. But he's talking, spiritually touched me. Whereas, and they only touched my clothes. Didn't touch me. But the power 
red nudges for anybody who don't believe in prayer cloths. <laughs> they work. Because, see, he didn't say who touched me. He said who touched my clothes. Because there was power in the strings on his clothes. There was power. Amen. And he knew that somebody had healing virtue come out of him, go into them through his clothes. Hallelujah. Amen. Who touched my clothes? That's in verse 30. And then in verse 31, he says, who touched me? That would a disciple said that. What do you mean, who touched you? Verse 32, and he looked around about to see her that had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, because she was in awe of him, knowing, because she knew who he was. Fear and trim, respect, she respected him. Amen. Just didn't do anything in front of him. Uh, you know, God's a myth. She didn't have that attitude. She knew who he was. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done to her. See, she knew that power went in her. Came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And she told him, I spent all my money. I had faith in them doctors. That's what she was telling him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't know no better. Then I heard about you, and I learned about you, and I knew you were the one. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 34, and he said unto her, my daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. And while he yet spake, there came from from the ruler of the synagogue's house, talking about Jairus, certain which said, my daughter is dead. Thou trouble thou the master any further. He was like following him around and the woman got healed and he's like, hey, what about me? I'm the one with the sick daughter. You got any more for me? As soon as Jesus heard the word was spoken. And he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. Because there was a little time people was thronging him. Other people's probably going up trying to be healed and he's following Jesus. What about my daughter? And so he told him to be peaceful. I got that. You know, in other words, don't worry. I didn't forget about your daughter. Amen. And so, let's see, where am I at? And he suffered no man uh, to follow him. Save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. Verse 38, and he cometh to the house. In other words, he told them, look, keep everybody back. This man is freaking out. I'm going to go to his daughter. Y'all just cleared away. So he goes to his house. Amen. That's, I think, in verse 39. Uh, let's see. Where am I? And then 39, and when he cometh in, he saith unto them, why make ye this ado and weep? It's like, what's all this drama about? It, let me interpret that. What's the drama about, you unbelievers? <laughs> Amen. It says, the damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Verse 40, and they laughed him to scorn. They was laughing him, talking about, oh, dummy, he don't even know dead when he see it. But see, he knew. He's Jesus. Amen. But when when he had put them all out, that's right, Put I told you they were unbelievers. Put all the unbelievers out, all the mourners, the mourners bench, and all of those that come to see a funeral, the funeral goers. Put them out of here because it won't be a funeral today. Amen. Hallelujah. 
no funeral today. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and they, and they that were with him and entered in where the damsel was lying. All the people of faith. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Tabitha Kumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, rise. And straightway the damsel, that means immediately, the damsel arose and walked. For she was the age of 12 years old, and they were astonished with great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it. Amen. In other words, he held them accountable. To tr- and he trusted them to not tell anybody. And, co- and commanded that something should be given her to eat. It's like, feed her. She hungry. She ain't sick. She just hungry. Amen. Praise God. So this is how God operates. And isn't it funny that girl was 12 years old and the woman had an issue for 12 years? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Jeremiah 30. Okay, verse 17. Is, didn't we use this today already? I thought that. Oh, that was Jeremiah 17. Okay. God touches and he restores with his power. Amen. Who touched me? Amen. God can and will. Not will he and I think he might or he might not. That's not how God operates. Amen. Jeremiah thirty seventeen says, I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. Amen. Let's look at it, isn't it? Amplified. It says, I will restore health to you and I will heal your wounds, saith the Lord, because you have called you, because they have called you an outcast, saying, this is Zion whom no one seeks after. And for whom no one cares. You know. You don't have no power. Oh that's that ministry that don't. Ain't nobody there. They don't do nothing. They ain't got no power. Amen. God is always in them places. Amen. Always in them places. Hallelujah. That's how he he rolls. I will restore health to you and I will heal your wounds, saith the Lord, because they have called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no one seeks after. God is always with the the innocent people, the men who don't get respect, who earn it, and who deserve it. He's with those people, and he'll, he'll come for you. He'll come for you every time. Amen? In other words, if you believe, you'll see the goodness of God. And and another thing that I I believe God wants me to say is stop thinking that you got to die before you get your blessing. Amen. Well, I know that's in the sweet by and by. Uh Uh-uh. God's going to bless you right here on earth now today. Amen. All you got to do is believe it. Move into faith. 
And if you're in faith and you know you're in faith and God has spoken some things to you, then wait, wait for your season. And that means your season has not quite come, but it's coming. And you'll know if that's the case because God will keep encouraging you to hang on and don't quit. Them don't quits hang on. That's for people who are getting something because the devil's pressing them. Pressing and and the people who are not listening, they think they know more than God. But God is telling those who have ears to hear, don't quit, hang on. It's going to be more, it's, um, my blessing is going to supersede your thoughts. Amen. My blessings will supersede what you expect. Don't try to call this. Amen. Just hang in there and don't quit. He's talking that way to people who, who are going to get something. He ain't trying to talk to knuckleheads because he know they don't listen. Because they know everything. He's talking to them. He quit talking to them because they don't listen. Amen. We need to start believing in the already factor. Amen. Because see, God's already done this stuff. Already done. The already factor. Hallelujah. God's already did it. He's working in your life. He's already planned it. He's already purposed it. And he's already put it together. He, he's, it's in your destiny. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know what is a big threat to your destiny is wrong people. Wrong people. Amen. You know if they're wrong because they bring out the worst in you. <laughs> you know if they're wrong. Amen. It's done already. Now you got to do is step into it. See, the Amos 9:13 season is here where it's a season of acceleration into what you've been waiting on. And so what God will do so that you'll enjoy it is he'll give you recompense and restoration and then speed up the time where you won't feel like you lost anything. Even if it's been 20 years, you won't recognize all of that time and it won't be a waste to you. You know how the devil is dirty. He's like, well, you waste all that time. Just agree with him. Say, yeah, I did that. But God is still going to restore me. Amen. He's going to give me back all them years. And he'll do that. Only God can do that. You know this is something only God can do. People can't give you back your time. They can cut you a check, but they can't give you back your time. I want my time. I want my 20 years. You know? <laughs> and he will give it back. Yes, you have to believe this stuff with your heart. Don't try to understand it. You know, a religion tries to figure things out. And that's why religious people are always mad. Because they can't figure it out. Because God ain't going to let you figure it out. It's spiritually discerned. You can't figure this out. Quit trying to figure it out. And when those questions come up, they come up to everybody. Just say, God, I trust you. Sorry, I'm trying to figure this out. I trust you. And then when a a quiet and meek spirit, when someone has ears to hear, he'll give you a little bit more and a little bit more. He'll tell you secrets, you know, that's discerned only through meditating on the word. And he'll give you a little bit more. Don't try to figure this out. Just be bold as a lion. Because that's what God says. We are bold as a lion. Amen. And just be bold enough to go in there not knowing. Saying, you know what? I don't know how this is going to turn out. I ain't down with this really. But you know what? If God said it, 
I'm going to receive it with gladness because this is what he wants for me. And see, people who have that kind of tenacity and that kind of faith, faith in their God, not knowing. See, that was what's wrong with the Israelites. They didn't believe nothing God said. Didn't like nothing he had. They didn't, they didn't like nothing. And after going part in the Red Sea and they went through that, on, and they walked on dry land, they didn't walk in mud. They didn't need boots. They had those same sandals on, and they walked on dry land. So that means he scraped the bottom of the sea for them so they wouldn't get mud on their shoes. And they went through, and as soon as the enemy tried to follow them, the sea swallowed them up. Amen. You just got to believe some stuff. And that's where we are. Well, those, that's just a story, um, because if you're in the spirit realm, you know it's real. It's real because you see it every day. You see the sea swallowing up, uh, drugs swallowing people up, cancer swallowing. It's the same Red Sea. Amen? Same Red Sea. Confusion on people's minds. You can't, you can't figure this one out. Amen. We have to believe. The Amos 9.13 season offers a new paradigm. Amen. That word paradigm means a new pattern or a new way of thinking. Amen. Or a paradigm is like a template. Amen. And God works in templates because uh, David was a, a type of Christ. You know, he sent a lot of people that was a type of Christ. And so this new paradigm of Avis 9.13 is like a, a preview. And it's letting you know, just putting a lot of, it's kind of like a, I hate to call it this, but like a, a I don't want to say a scientific project, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's everything based on the word of God in the Bible and with discernment and teaching and, and men have read this and come. It's just like you draw a conclusion for, to any scripture. It's kind of like a conclusion to what God has already shown us and it's pointing towards that's what's happening. You know, it's pointing towards something. Amen. And so it's, it's, it's a prototype of what God is doing. And you, you either believe it or you don't. Amen. And so it, it, let's go to Amos 9.13. Hallelujah. And this will be the last scripture. Amos 9.13. I love it. I could just stay in this book all day. Amen. I must have. See, I, I don't do well on this, this gadget. Okay, Amos 9.13 says, Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, that the plowsman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. And it's so it's this, this um, how can I put this? It's a model or an example, you know, a prototype of what the Bible is saying about the mountains behold the days are coming where the plowsmen shall overtake the reaper so you have to envision yourself in the field as a farmer and you planting your harvest your your seed for the harvest and then as you're planting 
you look up and you're going this way and you look back and there's a little plant shot up already. See, so this is like a, a prototype of what you got to have vision. Thank you. You got to have vision for this. And so the farmer is sowing and he's sowing his little what tomatoes and he looked back and this big red not green red tomatoes on the um, and so he keeps going and then he starts planting his corn and he looked back big fat heads you know yeah did that happen first the blade then the what is it the, the first the blade then the ear then the inner the, the outer blade did that happen yeah but it was sped up by god see this is a supernatural speed and accelerated thing so you have to understand this this stuff and so there's the the corn and it's ready to be eaten cabbage big fat and so that's what it is now your seed is whatever you place in god's care whatever your prayer is Whatever it is that you're waiting on, whatever it is that you need, you sow a seed for your need. And when you look back, that seed has already produced a harvest. This is the Amos 9:13 season. And it's a new paradigm. It's a thing where you no longer think the regular way. Are y'all here today? And you think the way the theologians and everybody that's read this that has discernment more than us it points to this because this is you got to know times and seasons the prophets know he tells everything he doesn't do anything that he doesn't tell his service the prophets and so most prophets have to be saying the same thing and they are now i'm not talking about house prophets they say what the pastor tells them to i ain't even talking about them but i'm talking about those with the anointing how do i know them you know them by the fruit and you know them by what's in here because you got a discerner on the inside that tells you this is real amen this is a faith move it's a faith move amen it's a different way of thinking it's not it's like out with the old and in with the new because see god will restore and he will uh, renew things also he'll restore and renew he does all he's in all of this this is the season for all of this let me see i wrote this thing down too now he he'll reward we talked about reward so he'll reward he'll restore and he'll renew the, the new paradigm of amos 9 13 is his thing of renewal amen it's not been done before why because it's for this time it's for such a time as this because the bible says so if you're going to believe part of this bible you better believe all of it because this is part of this is not man-made amen it's just a new different way of observing and seeing things that's coming to pass and because it's going to happen with your faith or not it's going to happen for all those that believe now what does it take to get this amos 9 13 season expectation faith and expectation it'll open doors every time amen so it's, it's this, this way of thinking. This is the way you have to think. Faith, faith and my expectation causes performance. It's kind of like believing in your science, gravity. 
what goes up must come down. Same thing. Are y'all here? It's just like believing in the gravity, a law. So it's faith plus expectation causes performance. Are y'all getting this? Amen. But it's a new, it's a paradigm. It ain't really new. It's just time. Amen. Time. Faith and expectation causes performance. It's, it's like a prophetic theory, but it's real. It's just like the woman who touched me. It's no different to those who have ears to hear. It's no different. Amen. What God has promised or where he's promised that the grueling process of labor, and this is what Pastor Barb touched on yesterday, I was so blessed. This, This paradigm is saying where there's so much hard labor and work, planting a field, pulling weeds, putting pesticides on there, getting those big tractors, getting that corn. The labor's gone. God's taking the labor out of it. Amen. Amen. So when, once, you, once you plant, but you notice nobody did the planting for nobody, that, ain't, that part you got to do. But once you, <laughs> once, you, once you sowed your seed, amen, for your need, then, then God has spiritual harvesters. He has reapers. He has those things. This is a supernatural thing, but it's, going, it's happening in the natural. It's real. Amen. That's the paradigm shift. Because it's a shift. Amen. It's not like it was before. Because everything is accelerated. That's the difference. Same thing. Same gospel. Same deal. But it's shifting in a, in a paradigm where you have to think better quicker you got to stay with God because it's like this if you don't stay with God you're going to miss this one catch that what catch that (laughs) it's kind of like that if you don't catch it you're going to miss it amen don't try to figure it out if it makes sense a little bit of sense in your brain say oh okay and then God will give you more so the grueling process of labor or work it's no work involved it's the sowing and in the receiving. Amen. So the process of labor will be so compressed that the planting seed will overcome the closer it is to gathering the, the seed. In other words, it's like, well, why am I doing this? Somebody is already, you look down the field, it's already planted because the labor has been taken out of what's going on. You know why I believe God's doing this? Because he wants to show us that we, is, we just have very little input in what goes on. All we have to do is mind our own business and quit trying to run everything. Quit trying to run our lives. Quit trying to run everybody else's business and just do what we're supposed to do. Amen. So the labor has been taking, taken out of the planning, the harvest process. I'll put it like that. Amen. So everything is so compressed that the planting seed will become closer to the gathering of harvest. And that gathered harvest is the accelerated season of favor. 
Favor does your labor. If I can say it like that, favor does your labor. Amen. Hallelujah. That long span of time has been lodged between sowing and reaping that will become subject to the fast-paced timing of God's intervening. In other words, God is intervening your life if you let him. And he's causing things to be accelerated. He's causing things to be restored, renewed. He's blessed. I mean, all of this stuff is a great time to serve God. I wish somebody would get happy. Amen. (laughs) It's a great time. So he's not only restoration. Some people say, I don't want restoration. Well, reward time. It's reward. (laughs) It's reward, restore, and renewal. Amen. And that's the season that we are in. And can people who don't know God jump in it? Yeah, if they confess Christ and start living for God, they'll, they'll harvest on somebody that quit. It's like this. If a farmer plants a vineyard and you move by his property and he already got a garden, you're going to go out there and get his stuff. Amen. You just gather his work, his work, you'll benefit from his work. A lot of people that's just coming into the kingdom is going to benefit from somebody else's labor because they walked off and left it. Amen. Instead of waiting on something sinners have, I don't want that. I want what God has. A new paradigm is an example of faith and expectation And it's where old disappointments give way to new realities. In other words, it don't have to be a new new promise from God. It can be the same old promise, but you have a new understanding of what this, how this is going to work. And then see, with a new understanding, the principal thing is wisdom and an understanding. You'll say, oh, okay, well, this, this just might work, you know. And see, God is changing the minds of his people so they'll, they'll want to receive what he has. And stop being so scared that God's going to give you something you don't want. Man, he know what you like. He's been bothered with you since you've been born again. <laughs> and before then. He knows what you like. It was this woman. This is quick. I'm going to let you go after this. This woman, uh, she was trusting God. And she had been waiting on her husband, waiting on her husband, waiting on her husband. And so finally, uh, God sent her a husband. She didn't like him. He did. You know. And then the people in the church, she's complaining about him. And then they saw her a month later. She didn't come to church. She came back. Oh, they was all hugged up, loving. What happened? Just, you know. Yeah, I know. I was just mad when I said that. <laughs> See, you don't go by high look. Don't go, don't go by looks. Oh, he was, he don't look right. He don't look right here. Oh, she love him now. Ready to cut somebody if they say hello to him. God knows what you like. See, and this that goes to say this. It, it, don't, don't trust how you feel. Amen. Don't trust how you feel. We all been through that situation. You know that where you just didn't think you 
you want it. I mean, just stay with God. You'll get there. Amen. Just don't quit on God. Amen. So we need to start to expect God to restore and reward and renew. Amen. Our works of obedience. It's just like this one guy that came. He was with the plumbers. And he came and he says, I've been blessing people for a month. Then he said, no, two months. I've been doing jobs and I haven't been getting paid. And and I just, you know, I want something good to happen to me because I've been doing a lot of stuff and God hasn't blessed me. And so then he was all upset and riled up because he didn't want to do that job out there. And his partner said, come on, man, let's just do this job and get out of here. We need to help her. And I'm like, yeah, dude, get that done. So she, so long story short, he kept coming in here, and I was in here praying that they get this thing unstopped. And so he heard me praying, and he backed out. I saw him. I just act like I didn't see him. He went on back outside, called his boss. Because he had gotten the nozzle of this, this, um, what is this, a hose, but it shoots air and pressure and water into the drains. That's how they blow them out. What the first guy should have done, they didn't do it. And so he kept coming in here, but I didn't, I didn't talk to him. I was praying. He had gotten this thing stuck down in this sewer top. He was worried, well, what was I going to do, go get it out for him? But he was coming to tell me, so I didn't talk to him. I just kept praying. And so he went back out, and I heard him. He called his boss. His boss cussed him out and told him if he didn't get that thing out of that nozzle, out of that drain, he was going to have to pay $530, which is what I paid them the week before, a few days before. And I noticed that. See, God was, that's restitution recompense and so but i didn't say nothing to nobody i just gave him the receipt and said look your friends came out on wednesday and they didn't get it undone we couldn't use the toilets i owe no man nothing but to love them that's what i was in there praying oh no master father i owe no man nothing but to love them and so he went on back out and he came in so Pretty soon, I didn't see him anymore, and I was in here doing something. And he finally came in, and he said, uh, oh, I was mopping the tracks up. And he said, uh, ma'am, he said, was you praying for me? I said, yes, I was. I want to say I was praying for you to do your job and that I ain't paying you no more money. I owe no man nothing but to love him. And so he said, because when you was praying and I went back up there, I got that thing out of that drain. He said, I had tried everything. He said, my boss said if I didn't get it out, he was taking it out of my check. And he said, somebody just took money out of my account at the bank. And then my daughter was sick and all this. He had so many problems. So he was scared to pray with me. So I prayed by myself. But I said, I'm praying for your daughter. Because he said, I took her to emergency and he said, she's a... Uh, what was she, he said, uh, what's the people that complain about stuff and ain't nothing wrong with them? She said, she a hypochondriac. And he said, and uh, she's got mental issues. And so I said, well, I'm praying for her. And I said, God is going to help you because I noticed you said you've been doing stuff to, for people and you didn't get, you haven't been getting anything back. He said, well, that's what I want to tell you. He said, because I thought about that. He said, I looked up to the sky and I said, God, if you're real, <laughs> 
that lady is praying for me. He said, make this thing come out. He said, I pulled it and it came right out. He said, I had tried everything. (laughs) So I said, well, that's the beginning of your turnaround. And I said, so what you do when you go home, I said, you look up to heaven again and you ask God, if you are real, heal my daughter. He's going to heal her. I said, I guarantee you next week she'll be a different person in her rights. He said, you know what? I believe you. I believe. But see, God will show people in so many different ways. He's a manifold God. Amen. He got, he's got so many ways to reveal himself to people and I, I just said he, he better not come in here so I was praying I was praying with the man of God and I wasn't going to stop praying and he was praying I pray that those uh, sinks come on un- stop that sewer come on stop and they don't uh, charge you a dime and I'm like amen brother and then when I saw him come and I kind of did the door like that he turned around and went back but he went back and got that thing out of there Amen. He wasn't going to try to make me pay for it. But I'm wondering, what was he coming to me before? Why was he coming? I can't go up there. He was on the roof. There's a sewer drain on the roof, by the way. Uh-huh. And that's where the plug was. So I, I learned something. But anyway, he, I'm not climbing up there getting nothing for you. But he went back. He said, when I heard you praying, I went back up there. And I said, God, if you real, pull this thing. <laughs> and it came out. I said, that's called faith. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So everybody I see, everybody that came here was here for a purpose. And then uh, Pat's guy that she hired to paint, he got preached to by Jonathan. Everybody got preached to that came up in here. Amen. So God knows what he's doing. And he knows how to get you to here. Because this man I know has heard the gospel because he used to travel with us many times. But I bet you he heard Jonathan. He heard him because when every time he just, John said, Jesus is his Lord. He loves me. And he died for me. And every time he would do that, he'd go. <laughs> I was laughing. I was so tickled. I couldn't keep myself straight. But God is working. It don't look like it. He'll work however he has to work. All we need to do is hold on and keep the faith. And trust him and trust new things. God, he says, behold, I do a new thing. Well, that don't, see, when it don't match up with your religion, don't get in a pickle. Because he does a new thing. Amen. I want to see something new. But he is coming. He's coming for the righteous. And don't feel like when you, you know how sometimes you feel like I've been doing, like that guy, I've been doing stuff for people. Well, now's your payoff. Amen. Today's your day. Amen. Well, Father, we just bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless your people. Father, we thank you.